Whether you're a guy a cape, uh, a guy in a cape, fuck. What? You didn't fart this time. I didn't. Do you, no. do you not? Do you, hold was, on, hold on, don't you stop that? Or a rogue who's sneaky. Do you not remember the words? Do you not remember the I words? I just got tongue tied. I got tongue tied. You prick. Do you not? No, I got tongue tied. Yeah. No, I think that he was like reaching. You guys, you guys were sitting here flattering me. We go from <laughs> the flattering. Okay, I'm like blushing still, to trying to do this fucking intro. Whether you're a guy in a cape or a rogue who's sneaky, thank you for joining Chris, Jason, and Roger. You, you totally got tongue-tied there at the end. As we entertain the geeky. Yes. Wow. That was, you know, you, you know, honestly, if you had the original intro where me and Jason were talking about him burping as opposed to farting. That was no, pretty good. it that was, was better banter, was, and I'm it was, sorry. It was, it was uh, good. This kicked us off of that recording problems. channel. Yeah, problems. We, we had problems. That, we're good now. Tec- tec- difficulties. Technical difficulties. <laughs> part of our. That's part of our thing. Uh, we're good at those. Fuck. Yeah. Um, well, guys, it happened. Uh, sad day. Uh, we're gonna have a moment of silence to honor the legend Stan Lee. It's gonna be an extended moment of silence because the man was such a legend. And then we're just gonna kind of talk about him for a while. You'll be missed. Excelsior. Excelsior. So, you know, uh, getting getting the news of that was one of those things that it, it made me start reflecting on the characters and stuff that I've enjoyed uh, a lot. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, my, you know, favorite comic characters, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, that's like Stan Lee's crown jewel. It was Stan Lee's favorite comic character, too. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. wrote it up until As it, as it should ago? be. I mean, he wrote, I don't know exactly the exact dates. He wrote no, Spider-Man for a long time. Because he was still writing the comic strip for, yeah, for the a newspaper. while. Oh, the, the newspaper yeah. strip. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, long time. Yeah, very long time. But it, it Probably was... Probably as long as that newspaper strip has existed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. You've been around longer than the Post-Dispatch, yeah, bro. How do you want to be that guy that's got to take over that strip now? You don't. I mean, I think they'll retire. That, just, I, that I, would I think suck. you don't. I think you... In all reality, when, when Bill Watterson died, they retired Calvin and Hobbes. And that's what you should do. Yeah. I, should, I mean, it's it only it's, it's it's only appropriate at that point. Okay. Hey, Marvel, retire all your characters. Is is, is no. what we're saying? No, no, <laughs> no, no. no, no. The, comic strip, the comic strip and Newspapers the paper. Yeah. should Marvel retire Stanley's Spider-Man strip. I want to see nothing but Ghost Rider, Daredevil. That's it. No, no. I need my and Spider-Man, Punisher. And my X-Men, and my oh Captain my god, America. don't we though? I, we, I do. Yeah, I need Spider-Man in my life. Hey, wait, we can still have Thor. The okay. I mean, that's cool. Yeah. Doesn't need, change the fact that we need Spider-Man. I mean, Which just were both Stanley creations. Just have Thor, the Incredible Hulk. Was, Incredible Hulk. Yeah, yeah. No, he's gone. Roger just killed. We're not. We're not. We're not Thanos. You prick. We're not. He's gone. We're not getting rid of characters. He's gone. No. Uh, no. It, it, but you, you start kind of you reflect on that a little bit, and, and I was like, well, shit. That's like half the half the. Okay, there's only about twenty five percent of me that's good, and. <laughs> I don't even know if I'd go that high. That, that's debatable, right? But I mean, that's only because of characters like Spider-Man and stuff. And you you start to look at that, and it's like, man, I I'll look through the panels of a comic that you know of a character that you created, and take from that moral lessons. And you take these and you try to apply them to who you are, and you see these very profound things that these very profound characters do. And this man had a hand in making that, and in turn had a hand in making me. And it's a yeah. uh, it's it's so weird that somebody that you've never met, like I've never met the guy, I've never had a conversation with him, could have such a profound impact on my life and the lives of millions of people. Billions. Yeah. I mean, I've said, you know, uh, many times that without comic books, I wouldn't be who I am. Right. Right. I mean, we 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 you're, like you said, we learn lessons, and and on and honestly, you're entertained, so you're not even really aware that you're learning to be a better person. Because you're reading about a, a hero and it's entertaining to you and you enjoy the fantasy of it. And then when you face moments in your life, you make decisions based on those things without even realizing well, and that's it's what based you're on doing. what you know. And that's right. what you know at that and that's point, what you know. Yeah. And it's it's fantastic. I mean, uh, you know, a credit to Stan Lee for creating so many of the characters. But again, a credit to him just for the things he did for the comic industry as a whole. Because it yeah. wouldn't be what it is without him. Well, uh, he was one of the first people to stand up to the Comics Code Authority and say, yeah, no, say, stories should reflect life. Yeah. Well, the, the thing is, a lot of the stories that have been going around about Stan Lee uh, on the news is like the one about him going to parties and not wanting to admit that he wrote comic books for a living. Right. Yeah. No, he said that. You yeah. know, like at parties, like, oh, I'm an author. I write children's books. Yeah. You know, now you look at comic book art- artists and authors and I write fucking comics. 
Well, yeah, it's because back then we didn't realize that comics could be literature. I write graphic novels. We understand now that there's compelling comic stories that can be just as impactful on your life as a good movie you've seen or a good book you've read. It's just a different medium for storytelling. It is. And what we understand now is that it can be just as impactful as those other things. Well, and that's that's why. So that's why he made the pen name Stan Lee because he was saving his last name for his book. His, his book, exactly. His book that, that never came out. But he, I mean, you know, it's so funny. Uh, even I guess the best laid plans of mice and men. You know what I mean? Like right. you might have planned it one way, but dude, you you became the man. And right. I mean, Stan the man. Yeah. Stan the man Lee. So I mean, uh, it's it's interesting. And, and Stan Lee. A lot of a lot of negative things have been said about the man in the past. A lot of positive things, and one of the, one of the things you can truly honestly see is the relationship between who I think has gone both ways, Kevin Smith and himself. Oh yeah, because Mallrats, Kevin Smith's right and dare right and daredevil, like him and Stanley are buddy buddy, and then you come you go to chasing Amy, it's Marvel can suck my cock, and da 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 da. He not a big fan of Stanley, and then towards the end, they're back to being buddies. Sure, like I don't I don't think. He ever had any ill will towards Stanley? Yeah, I mean, in all reality, I think one of the best one of the best interviews I ever saw was Kevin Smith interviewing Stanley for Gods and Monsters. Yeah, it's just a no, little it's, DVD about comic books in Stan, the industry. Yeah, Stan always had that way of of saying, "I might not agree. You might not agree with what I've done. I might I might not agree with Marvel. I might not agree with the company. But you're a fan. I'm a fan. Let's talk like fans." Right, and that's something that creators don't necessarily do a lot of. Well, that's one of the things that fans get weird about. Are you a Marvel or a DC guy? And St- Stanley's like, I'm both. I wrote for both for a minute. Yeah, I mean, it's well, I mean, but Stan Lee's always been the kind of person. Storytelling is storytelling. Yeah. No matter what company it comes from, no matter what author it comes from, no matter what book it comes from, storytelling is good. Storytelling is good storytelling, and mad respect he had for other people who told stories like him. Yeah, and it was. Is amazing to see the man go from writing every day for six days a week to being in charge of Marvel to I'm not going to say necessarily fortune, but fame that 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 was was unknown to him at that time. I mean, yeah. look at the early look at the late '80s, early '90s when comics just exploded, exploded. The Marvel was on and TV. Companies and, almost went bankrupt. Yeah, well, yeah. that's because you know number one and the the comic bus boom. But somehow Stan Lee still survived. Yeah. Marvel might not have. Marvel was almost gone. Yeah. Marvel almost went bankrupt. I yeah. thought they did declare bankruptcy. No, no. they didn't. They almost um, did. Well, that's because they sold all their movie rights away. They sold the movie rights. That's right. how they saved their company. Um, but Stan Lee was still Which Stan sucks, Lee. but, you know, hopefully yeah, they're, 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 they're putting it back together. They're getting the band it's back together. Time. They're going to the puzzle. They lost <laughs> some of the pieces. They got to get them back. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's really interesting. And, like you know, it's, it's fun. Like, we've not put out an episode in a minute. And it's yeah. really cool to uh, to get this to get to do this episode and to reflect on a, a legend. I mean, yeah, it's, I mean the, the prize exciting. the prize comic in my collection is Amazing Fantasy fifteen. It's like for prize. real? You have oh, yeah. that? Yeah. What? I've told you guys this. No, Let's you have suck not, your dick, dude. You yeah. have never once said I yeah, have Amazing I Fantasy fifteen. It's not in good shape. Who gives a shit? Not, yeah, dude, I would kill somebody to have one that looked like shit. I, asked, on I actually wall. asked Paul what I could get for it, and he offered me, I think, eight grand for yeah. it, um, which is, I mean, not a lot, but still a lot for a comic that's missing most of its cover. Yeah, that's... And yeah. missing some of the pages. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's, yeah, Doesn't no, matter. We did not... This is the first... Yeah, neither wait, of us wait, have heard of wait, this. Yeah, way to just drop the bombshell. I mean, I'm like, hey, I got a, I got a comic signed by Stan Lee somewhere, but you're like, yeah, I got Amazing Spider-Man 15. Amazing, amazing Fantasy 15. 15. Yeah, dude. I got that. I have yeah. a boner my dick's big. right now. My, my grandpa gave it to me. It's So it's a... <laughs> my grandpa, my mom's dad, was a hoarder. I mean... Honestly, in reality, once we once he died, we realized. But he used to just get stuff from auctions, or people would give him stuff, or he'd find stuff in the trash. And he brought me a box of comics, and a couple of good things were in there. One was Amazing Fantasy fifteen, and one was the original printing of the Killing Joke that I still have. And holy fuck! I had the original. I have the original printing of the Killing Joke. Yeah, mine. I got a nine six. I think I don't know. Mine came in that lot when we were looking at in that store. Yeah. And like Paul came over and he tried to grab, and I was like, "Yeah, no." Yeah, I was I'm like, still yeah, blown away no. by this amazing. I don't care about the Killing Joke. Yeah, no, I'm like, it's amazing. amazing Fantasy 15. Yeah, he's all like, shit hey, me. Hey. I read it. I read it one time and then put it away. 
I want to cry right now. I'm so fucking stuck. I'm I'm okay. There's a there's a level of envy here. I love you still. I'm not sure I do anymore. But I'm just like, what the fuck, man? Now, first off, we've known you for years. For years. How did, how is this not the first thing I, you say yeah, to me? I because knew you. It's, it's no. a comic yeah, book. When, you, whoa, when whoa, you walk up to whoa. me, when you walk up to me and you're like, Chris, Amazing Fantasy 15, I've got it. I would be like, fuck yeah! Like, it's, I knew you before there was gray in your beard. This is not something I talk about. How can you not? That should be because, tattooed on your because dick, it's man. Not, because it should it's, be. Because for me, it's not a it's not a big, huge collector's item. It's not this big, amazing thing. It's something that my grandfather gave me that's part of my collection. Which makes it even cooler. It okay, the but sweeter. there are 6,000 other comics that are part of my collection. Do you want me to talk about every one of them individually? No, just no that because one. we don't care about oh, those. Time out. If Batman you, 497, if The Breaking got, of the Bat. If you, that's in my collection. If you've got an Action Comics, you know. Yeah, do you have, uh, yeah. So are, 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 I have a reprint of Action are, Comics. Are, are, the, are Kenny X-Men number one? I don't have that. That, that you know... What's funny, that Uncanny X-Men number one isn't worth that much. I mean, it's worth a lot. It's worth a lot, but it's not like... We don't make a lot of money. It's worth a lot. Amazing Fantasy 15, That's a, so if you have one that's decent, that's a $25,000 book. Jason's the copy highest. is missing pages, and someone offered him eight grand for it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. The, the highest valued comic, though, is Action Number 1. That is, that is the well, comic yeah, that has sold for comic. the most money yeah. in this world. Well, I don't, now, we'll just wait. <laughs> Well, it could I change, mean, yeah. I mean, it's the comic industry. Well, and with Stanley Stan passing, all of yeah. it, we're going to see a bump. And I'll bet you Amazing Spider-Man 700 goes through the fucking roof um, because th there's a variant cover that has all the different uh, authors and stuff that are in the cities, and Stanley's name is on the real big. Yeah. There yeah. were a lot of signed copies of that floating around that Stan had signed. I'll bet that shoots through the roof now. Oh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if anything that's signed by Stan Lee I mean, is now more valuable. Oh, well, obviously, because even already, if it's nothing, but, that's a limited run at this moment. I mean, that will reality, never be done. In yeah. all reality, I can guarantee you there are people that have Stan Lee's signature on things Napkins. that didn't even get written by Stan Lee. Well, yeah, I mean, well, that's that, my Amazing Spider-Man 700, not written by Stan Lee. My but, Stan I mean, Lee signature that's not what I'm about, is just right? a Spider-Man comic. Right, I'm talking about just a random comic, right? Like that had nothing to do with hey, Stan Lee. Sign my Superman comic, right? Okay, there are people that have had Stan Lee sign the most ridiculous things. I things do, that you would never expect to get Stan Lee I would have him Lee sign my underwear, whatever, whatever I had. Well, but I just say, I'm just saying, like, if, if for me, when, I, when I'm looking at a convention and I'm going to go and there's going to be authors there or, or artists there that are going to sign things, I'm looking for things that they did. Yeah. Because I want their signature on the like thing Like Amazing that they Fantasy did. 15? I've never actually met Stan Lee, though, because every time he's ever come to town, it's, it's expensive as hell it just is. to it sit was. and have a conversation with him for a sec. For half a second. Yeah. Right. Hey, how you doing? To, I'm just to be that, able to walk that, up that. and have them sign something is five hundred bucks. It's like, sorry, I'm not doing that. <laughs> well, not I love anymore. the man. Well, but I mean, even even when, even if that wasn't the Roger, issue, right? you're such a dick. <laughs> even if that wasn't the issue, it's still it's still a ridiculous amount of money to pay just to get someone to sign something. Um, it depends. Um, the thing is, it, I don't want to say I have issues with the way conventions are run. And paying five hundred dollars for Stanley, William Shatner, Patrick Stewart, all you know, it's it's a lot of money. But a lot of times, that's how they get their money. That's how they support themselves. Um, yeah. No, no, I get that. I'm not. I'm not denying that. But you have to. You have to also look at the fact that a huge chunk of that money is also going to the venue for going, hosting the right. event. Yeah, yeah, it does. Right. So part of that is yes, this is how they're making their money as an artist, signing a book or or as an actor signing a picture. But a good chunk of that money is to pay for the space. Well, and conventions have changed so much because it used to be if you had an autograph from a celebrity, that means you ran into that celebrity. Like it was, hey, I was at, at a coffee shop and there was Sammy J. I had him sign my napkin because that's yeah. what I fucking had. Right. Now it's very oh, specific. Well, like you said, I know I'm going to a convention. I know they will be there. To me, yeah. like if I could get Bruce Campbell to sign one thing in my collection, it would not be the what everyone would think it would Deadlands be. Deadlands Noir. No. No. I mean, well, the Deadlands book is one of them. But the, the the prize one to me for him to sign Bubba Hotep mm. because that's a movie yeah. that everyone's like, why yeah. not Evil Dead? Why not? Ah, no, no, no. I would have him sign his book. Oh yeah, his book's a good one. Because yeah. his book's amazing. If you've yeah. never read Bruce yeah. Campbell's book, you should read it. I mean, for Stan it's, Lee, it's like a whole lot of chin or something. What was it called? Uh, the man with a lot of chin, something like that. <laughs> um, I mean, he made fun of himself in the title of his own book. <laughs> like I would have him sign my Deadlands because he wrote the forward for that. But for like Stan Lee. I honestly would, would would want him to sign one of those Saturday morning strips. 
Oh, right. Like, because yeah. uh, that's just unique. That's something for, like, it's like like you having Amazing Spider-Man 15. It's not about the pride. It's not about you showing it off. Because if you did, you would have graded it, no matter how shitty yeah, the condition exactly. is. And yeah. they'd be sitting up front for, in your mantelpiece for everyone to walk through your home. You're like, there it is. Amazing First Spider-Man 15. appearance of Spider-Man. Yeah. Right yeah. there. Missing some pages. Don't you worry about that. I have it. You don't. No, 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 boo-boo. To have him sign something also been never me. Like I'm never the kind of guy that's like, you don't own this. Guess what I do? Well, you kind of just did. You kind of did. Like you dropped a bomb. I on was yeah. talking about it because it's relevant to the conversation we're having about Stan Lee. Yeah. Now I want to die. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that would be the, the my my favorite thing for him to sign would have been just that Saturday morning strip. Oh, and how cool would it be? How cool would it be to have one of those strips signed and framed? And framed. And just it would be hanging, beautiful. Hanging in your office wherever. But to me. That's more personable than having him sign Amazing Spider-Man 15 or having him sign Spider uh, Amazing Spider-Man 54. That's the one with the the great right or uh, 14 first Four, appearance of Green yeah, Goblin I mean, or whatever. Yeah, like those are those are those are nice, but something for me. I grew up I grew up not reading the Spider-Man comics because I couldn't afford them. I grew up reading reading the Spider-Man Sunday morning Sunday paper strips. I think that was the most exciting thing to look at too. And to me, that that that's where Stanley is for me. That and and true believers on the pride of the X Men. That voiceover, man. You know what would be the best though is there was a series that he wrote for, I think it was for Marvel. I think it was published by Marvel's Icon line. But it was basically what if Stan Lee wrote the DC universe? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think taking one of those comics to have him sign would probably be hilarious. Not only <laughs> not only because it's. It was a pretty ridiculous comic to begin with. And Stanley knows it. Like he said, like that was not my best work. He was like, it was just something that they, they threw at me. They were like, what do you want to write a character that's kind of like Batman? And he was like, sure, why not? <laughs> but not only would that be funny, but it probably would spark a conversation with Stanley that you could actually have for a minute while standing in line. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like whose book is this? Like, Who you brought want this? That, <laughs> you want that moment uh, of where everyone, like, like everyone's bringing the normal things to sign, and, right. and, and all of a sudden the guy signing who signed a thousand signatures that day goes, "What, what is this?" The- <laughs> <laughs> fucking right man good yeah. job here you go buddy yeah i took my heroes reborn which is a terrible story and it was only written to get the heroes back into the world after the onslaught event when they killed everybody off yep. yeah they did that was literally the only reason they wrote it because they <laughs> realized oh shit we fucked up <laughs> let's fix this done got fucked up guys and i can't even remember who the the writer was but he was at a convention and i took it and he literally said you might be one of like five people who actually owns this comic <laughs> you're like and yep. i was like damn right yeah. I am. And one day i'm gonna talk about it on a podcast this and blow is, my friends minds fixing shit right here <laughs> well i was a kid when it came out when you're a kid the things about comics that you appreciate as an adult like good storytelling and good art oh, aren't necessarily different. as important when yeah. you're a child it's just this has got captain america on the cover i'm gonna buy it Right? Yeah. No, like, and that's why I owned Heroes Reborn because every cover was like Thor and Hulk and Spider Man and Cap, and they were all going to be in the same little four issue story. So, yeah, I bought it. It was not a good story in retrospect. I could look back and say that's one of the worst comic stories I've a ever lot, read. A lot of comics back in, in uh, stories weren't so good. That's, that's why I bought my Secret Wars. They were in a 25 cent bin somewhere. Yeah. And uh, I got Secret Wars one through six. For fucking original Secret Wars, yeah, Secret original, Wars two. no, 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 original Secret Wars. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and then I bought number eight a couple of years back. Notice how he said he didn't buy seven. No, I didn't. I don't. I'll get it to What's fill the space. What's wrong with seven? Nothing. Just didn't have it. No, I don't have oh, it. Okay. Um, I'll I was gonna it. say, is there something about seven no, that no, I should no. be I'll pissed get, off about? I, I, <laughs> you should be outraged. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Because no, it's to, number seven. I'll get it to fill the space. I just, I they had one through six. That's all they had. So, me being a kid with fucking like three dollars to my name i'm like yes this is the perfect collection no it wasn't yeah. it wasn't worth dick until like seven minutes ago sure. the one <laughs> the one book out of that that was worth something i didn't get until i was 25 26 years old so it was sure. it was funny i'm still pissed at you no <laughs> i'm still every, I'm everybody still has that. the right to be bitter right now <laughs> <laughs> this, but again, this was not. This is, you guys were fantasy shop customers and fantasy shop employees. And you never told us. I had this conversation with many people at the store. Well, not I not us. brought it in and showed it to people in the store. Holy Wait, shit! Wait, you dude. brought it out into Can the I, open? All right. Yes. The next time I come over, just let me put my eyes on it's it. It's not even at my house right now. It's at my mom's house. Well, in a I need to go to your box mom's. of comics. I need to go to your mom's. with all yeah. other comics. Jason's mom. Jason, I'm yeah. coming. <laughs> Whoa. Not like that, Roger. I'm, I, I need to see this comic book. I'm coming over to go through Jason's shit that he left at your house. So I just want to look at Spider-Man. it. I just want to look at it. I just want to breathe the ink. 
Really? I just want to. Can I smell it? Can I? Can I? Can I yeah, smell it? There's, there's still a few panel boxes sitting in my mom's basement that I never moved out of there. And How do you leave that behind? <laughs> because in all reality, it's not one that I ever take out of the box. It's not one that I ever take apparently, out of the bag and board. Apparently, you took it out of the box, took it to the fancy shop, and showed everybody. One day, on and I was very uncomfortable with that. He's like, "You guys, you guys want to? Uh, I'll come were you on like, you, like, were you like a podcast team? Were you like a drug dealer at that point? Like, hey, I got amazing, I got amazing. No, I had just right talked here. about it with some people, and Look they were the like, "Man, we would cut. like to see that." And I was like, "I don't really like ever bringing it and having other people touching it, but I will bring it in. <laughs> All right, but no one's allowed to touch it but me, dear listeners." <laughs> Dear listeners, I want I want you to go down the Entertain the Geeky page, and I want you to find one of the pictures of Jason's character. It's the one with the trench coat and the fedora. I want you to picture him opening that trench coat and revealing Amazing, Amazing Fantasy 15. With no cover. With no fucking... It has a cover. It's, it's just a, got a missing parts. A couple pages, like, kind of falling off the staples There's there. fucking jizz and shit on it. For uh, me, not him. Not, yeah, that's, that's not... Uh, no, I'm actually... Well, like, we're giving you shit, but that's, that is... That is really cool, and I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm but fascinated. It's the, it's That's the awesome. only comic I own in my collection that is written by, by Stan, Stan Lee. Lee. I get that. Yeah. That's so special. That's like the only comic I have, because in all reality, the goofy little, like, oh, Stan Lee writes DC, those were funny, but I didn't buy them. I read them, but I didn't buy them. <laughs> I worked at a comic shop at the time. I could read something without buying it. Yeah, yeah. I was the opposite when I worked at that comic shop. I oh, couldn't, I, I could too. not read anything without buying. That's it. That's what I did too. It, you uh, know, I think I think there were guys, about three was, things that I read without buying. There were there days were years, I there spent, were whole years would go by, and every week I was reading like 30, 40 comics. Yeah, there were yeah, days when working up there, with it. I was that I spent more than I made. But it's because I wanted to 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 have the ability to talk to people about things that I might not necessarily be interested in, but they are. Right. And, 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 and in doing so, I actually found some comics that I really enjoyed. Like, I never would have read The Boys. That was never something that was on my radar. But it's one of the greatest comics ever written. This is why it's so good. This is why you're more than 25 percent good. You see, you were trying to relate to people. Yeah. Chris I is was. like, hey, to relate to you don't have you're long sweet. hair. Go fuck yourself. That's actually exactly, that is actually, that's how yeah. I go through life. I know. I know these things. I wanted to take care of the people that relied on me to be the person that they came to and said, how is this book? I wanted to be that person that You're I could like say, fucking I've Mother read Teresa. that book and let me talk. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you I are. I just took my job seriously. <laughs> and keeping up on the comic side of things was my job because I was, I'm a gamer, right? I enjoy D&D and I enjoy board games, but I enjoy comics more than anything. And John, John enjoyed board games. I didn't have to keep up on board games. John was playing all the board games. He loves board games. And the various other people that I were working with at the time also had their thing. Comics were just my thing. You're so fucking awesome. No, I'm not. Yes, you, you I realize just had pride in my job. Do you, no, do you realize his infatuation with you right now is simply because he thinks at one day in his life you will you will graciously show him Amazing Spider Amazing Fantasy 15 right now. I'm gonna look at it with like, my eyes. Like that's that's really where all this flattery is coming in. And he's like, no. maybe if I tell Jason he's pretty, he'll show me the no, book. No, no, no. The flattering is coming from him being like. Yeah, there's a bunch of shit that I didn't care about that I read just so I could be happy to other people. And I was like, what? You did things to be nice to people? What did you get out of it? I, I, I didn't get anything. I, you know what I got out of it? You this? I got out of it a tremendous amount of pride in being the guy that people wanted to ask their the opinion of. And you still are. What are the other saints like? <laughs> How many miracles did it take before you became right, a saint? Guys. What was right, your guys. first miracle? We're talking about Stanley. Let's let's not Which let's is, stop talking about. Please, you're I mean, the closest thing we get to Stanley right saint now. Too, yeah. You have a you have a connection to Stanley. None of us will ever have. Yeah, Amazing Fantasy 15. <laughs> oh my god. You know what? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here, and it's probably not the most popular opinion. But have you ever read Amazing Fantasy 15? Yeah, it's no, not that I've good. Not. It's not a good. It's comic. not a good comic. I no, read it. I won't. Re- I won't read it until I have it. The only, you've never read like a, a reprint or anything like that. The only thing no, that makes it good is the fact that it was the first appearance of Spider-Man, and Spider-Man went on to become such a fan favorite character. The comic itself is not a good comic. It's a stereotypical. It's just a stereotypical no. comic. Okay, I mean, that's so, actually the yeah. best opinion. Right? I, like I have I have seen it on uh like in a film. Like they I watched something where they did it with voiceovers. Yeah. But I've sure. not I've not actually read it. Really? That that, that surprises me cuz I've read it. Yeah. A bunch. I you know what's funny is I have a tiny copy of it that's this big that I've never read. Interesting. Yeah. I just I I won't I, read it. Like I think honestly the best uh, 
the best Stanley. Like we're we're talking like I'm just starting with characters. I'm just going from the ground up. I think his best actual story arc or story was X Men One. Yeah, like because he hit the ground running in that comic. But even even that comic again, I, I think it's because we're looking at it from what, the where perspective they from the perspective of today. Right, and in all reality, they just weren't what we what we have now no they and they never would have been in that era right because comics were not taken seriously as a as a storytelling medium but you saw with with x-men specifically you saw a foothold of of what it could be i mean you did have an issue one you had you had the leader in the wheelchair right you also had the mutant hysteria the the pseudo racism that they kind of built into that story and like it was the first issue yeah you could see, like, like, even if you just take that issue out of what you know what X-Men is and you just look at that issue, you see potential for a deeper story. Yeah, but but again, even that first issue, it's just it's still very bland. And I'm not saying that Stan Lee is a bad writer. What I'm saying is that the kind of stories that they could write at that time yeah, it was, it was the story were of the day. very limited. Well, yeah. Yeah. And that's fair. But I think I think I don't think Stan Lee, I'm gonna say this, and th- this might get me punched by by a couple of people. I don't think Stanley, if comics were the, like they were today, I don't think Stanley would be wh- who he was. Well, no, he was the pioneer. Everyone I, has to be the. There's always if, a pioneer, right? I, I, what I'm saying is, I don't think he. Uh, God damn, I can't remember to say this. I don't think he would have the writing style slash talent to compete with other writers in today's field. I think Stanley was right where he was meant to be at that right. But you're time. not making you're not making a blanket statement. Stanley himself has said that. Ah, okay. In interviews good. where he's like, no, writers today, they blow me away. Yeah, we're good then. Yeah, I'm good. Like Stan I'm Lee understands that what comics are today will could never be what comics were in the 60s when he started. Right. It well, just, and it, it it he, he pushed the envelope for his time. And yeah. I think that's that's kind of I think what you're trying to say. He did. But, you know, one of the one of the biggest things so that the first style. time he stood up to the Comics Code Authority was when he wanted to tell the story of <laughs> Harry Osborn as a drug addict. And right. Harry was not a villain yet in the story. He was Peter's friend. He yeah. was their they were best buds. And they could. and they said, Stan, you cannot have the the main character, one of your main characters of your story, be a drug addict. And, and Stanley said, went, Fuck he said, you. No, I'm gonna print it. I'll just print it without your approval. Because the Comics Code Authority was basically like a rating system. Yeah. They were putting a stamp on it that said, This is safe for anybody to read. Right. And we didn't have rating systems yet at the time. That was the only way we understood. And they said, you know, your, your hero has to win. The bad guy has to lose. You can't have drugs. You can't have cigarettes. No there sex. was all kinds of restrictions. Yeah, no sex. On your creativity. We'll and Stan Lee had the creativity to push that envelope. <laughs> and he was one of the first. He was a pioneer in saying, I'm just going to start printing comics without your seal of approval then. Because it's my business. We're paying all the publishing costs. You're not paying anything. You're you getting have, paid for you nothing. You have no authority over me other than the fact that most of publishers at the time were very adamant that their comics should be approved by the Comics Code. Well, when did the Comic Code Authority actually go away? 80s. Yeah. Uh, you sure? Because mm-hmm. it was right before Image Comics was founded in the early 90s. It's, yeah, but I still think up until 93, 94, 95, well, no, we saw... Because when, when Image started, they were... Uh, Seth was Seth McFarlane Todd McFarlane, Todd Todd McFarlane. yeah Seth, Seth McFarlane did Family yeah, Guy I'm, I'm guy. losing it and more uh, importantly Todd, Orville Todd McFarlane um, was adamant on not using the comic yeah. code seal right. because he's like I don't need it so it was still a thing it late was 80s just, early 90s yeah it was just it was kind of by the wayside at that point already I'm, I'm looking it up as we started I, I as we know. started getting into creators especially more creators that owned their titles mm-hmm. right this is this intellectual property is mine i own it you're not going to screw me out of royalties on it ever yeah um was when they first just started saying we're done worrying about what they have to say because again it's not like they were a business that had any kind of pull over the comic uh, the comic companies they just this was how parents knew this was okay well you know what's so funny about that the 2000s really well, what they do now, based off what I know, is now they try to fight censorship in comics. Marvel withdrew from the CCA in two thousand one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think what the uh, I think what the Comic Code Authority does now is. I'm what? sorry. Uh, in two thousand eleven, DC announced that it would discontinue participation. Well, so I guess the Comics Code Authority never really went anywhere. No. no. Comic companies just stopped caring about it. But up until two thousand eleven. DC was still printing well, under the you CCA. You got to look at most of the DC characters are a little more lighthearted than Marvel characters. 
They don't deal with at as least much. in the comics they, they are. Don't, yeah, they don't deal with as much. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm not gonna get into that. <laughs> but DC Comics didn't try to deal with more realism. Their Martha. their comics were about the fantasy. This Superman, right? He's the epitome. He's the best. He's he's honest. He's integ. He's got Whoa. integrity. Whoa. What? Whoa. What? Oh, Jason, I'm sorry. Uh, talking about the Stan Lee thing. In April 1975, around this time, the United States Department of Health, Education, and Welfare approached Marvel Comics editor-in-chief Stan Lee to do a story about drug abuse. Lee agreed and wrote a three-part Spider-Man story portraying <laughs> drug use as a dangerous and unglamorous it's lifestyle. Harry. Harry right. was addicted to heroin. While the code did not specifically forbid depictions of drug, a general clause prohibited all elements or techniques not to specifically mention herein by which the contrary to the spirit and intent of the code are considered to be a violation of good taste or decency. The CCA has approved at least one previous story involving drugs, but would not, would not, would not approve the Spider-Man stories. Yeah, and he did it anyway. Yeah. He said, "We've already printed them. We already wrote them. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna sell them, regardless of what you want to say." Well, and he was doing it based on the government saying, "Hey, we need you to do us a favor. All right. We need they, you to do a salad." They wanted to do. I mean, they wanted to do an anti-drug story. Yeah. Yeah. I think how, heroin was an how, appropriate drug to fight. How too. Harry triumphs by, with Spider-Man's help over his drug problem. Yeah, I mean, guys, don't do heroin. Don't do heroin. Stanley would not want you to do no, heroin. No, <laughs> Stanley would not want you to do heroin, but cocaine. But I it's mean. a it's it's a great loss, not only for you know fans, but for everyone. It is. I mean, well, because in all reality, even if you've never read a Marvel comic in your life. You're aware of Stan Lee. You know who Stan Lee is. You've seen a movie that he's had a cameo in. Like I said, um, like I said, normally when I hop on Facebook after someone dies, I get really enraged by all these people. Who are like, oh my god, I love Star Trek's the best example. Whenever a Star Trek actor dies, oh my yeah. god, I loved, I loved fucking Let Leonard Nimoy. Bitch, you didn't care about Star Trek three weeks ago. You were telling me I was a nerd for liking Star Trek. Right. Um, going through Facebook, seeing everyone's reaction, Stanley never like like everyone's saying I'm sad that Stanley died. I did not feel that tinge of anger, that tinge of of you're jumping on a bandwagon because he did touch every single person's life that's on this planet. Even if you never read a Marvel comic. Yeah. You probably bought a Spider-Man toy. You know who Spider-Man is. Yeah. You know who Captain America is. Yeah, these is. are pop culture icons. And he gave you these it's they're beacons of hope. Yeah. And, in, a, in a very bleak world where shitty stuff happens and all this stuff. My hope for for this, and maybe we'll see a turnaround, is we start getting back to superheroes being superheroes. And we start telling good stories. And we get that beacon of hope. Because Stanley lit the light. Don't let it go out because he's gone. No, there's there's too many there's too many writers and artists today that I mean, this is this is how they live their lives. Right? This is this this these characters. These characters are their lives. These are their jobs. There's there's never going to be a time when these characters aren't what they should be. There's too many people who care too deeply about it. Stan Lee was one of the best that cared so deeply about his creations and the fans that loved them. But he's infected everybody. Absolutely. I mean, writers and artists today, they they you know they care because Stan Lee paved the way and changed the comic industry so that they could care and they could make this their their job now i'm sad it's sad it's I it almost is, cheered it, up a little I, bit there actually i just want to yell at jason again i've been sad it's been a sad couple of days no, it, has. It, it really has well you know what's funny is you Watching know you, all the tribute videos and... you would you had mentioned um seeing all the the posts on facebook and stuff like that uh, a lot of my facebook friends aren't into all the comics and stuff like that but i get tagged in a lot of that stuff and just the amount of uh, of love that people that don't get into it are showing Stan Lee and comic fans and people like us is really really cool because they're like, hey man, I know you know this made me think of you. I hope you enjoy this. And it's it, yeah, like you take that and you run with it, and it's sweet. And the whole thing, like, while it sucks to lose somebody like Stan Lee, like he paved the road for a lot of stuff and we wouldn't be doing this right now well if it wasn't true. for stanley you, you look at it in our, in our in our nerd culture there's there's only a few there's only a few that stand out gary gygax jack kirby jack kirby john gene romita. roddenberry john romita and stanley and i i cannot bill finger i can't think of a bigger name there's not one um in popularity and and, re and recognition and just 
flat out what he did. The the only the only Steve character Ditko. Steve Ditko is a good one. Um the only character that I think is bigger than the character Stan Lee is maybe like Spider Man himself. Yeah. Where the, yeah. you know the four year old might not know who Stan Lee is, he knows who Spider Man is. So and that that just pays testament to how big Stan was. Yeah. I mean and I he, think it's awesome. Years into the future, hundreds if not thousands of years in the future, people will look back. You just made a thousand year prediction. I did. No, I did. I did. You ready? As, when as, the human race is gone, no, right? as, the world is dead. As 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 much as we study Homer's Odyssey, as much as we look at those tales, the characters <laughs> and, and the stories that this man helped create and spawn will still be there, and that's just a testament to a poor guy sitting at a sitting at a desk drawing funny books. Well, you know, what I think one of the saddest things about this is we've we've watched Marvel become something so much more than a comic publisher. Oh, my God. Yeah. They are a multimedia franchise mm-hmm. and the movies have told a singular story that culminated in Infinity War and will finish off in whatever the fourth Avengers film is. I'm leaning toward Annihilation. I think that's the title. I think that's what was leaked. Well, maybe it could have just been some fan screwing with us all. In any case, the thing that I think is the most sad about this whole thing is he will not get to see how it all concludes. Um, I disagree. No. I uh, I don't think that's the most sad thing. I actually think that Stan Lee saw Marvel grow beyond what he could ever, in his wildest imaginations, think it would become. These movies are never going to stop. Well, no, but we can we can look at the forthcoming Avengers film as a pseudo conclusion to at least Tony, Steve, and right. Bruce's story and Thor. But who's to say he didn't get to see it? No, because it's not done. I mean, they're still in post production on that movie. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's the I'm sure there's sixty million copies of that running Nobody around right now. The script, the actors don't even get the full. Script. No, that's because certain <laughs> actors have a problem keeping their mouth shut. No, it does, but it doesn't matter if you Tom if, if you if you keep your mouth shut. Benedict Cumberbatch can keep his mouth shut. He's not even seen the full script of the movie. No, but I I, I think like like I, I understand I what you're saying, but I think kind of the romance about Stanley is he was creating stories that would be internal, and maybe him passing before this end is kind of bittersweet and romantic. That because Stanley doesn't get to see it in, or it doesn't end in his mind, in his universe. It and never ends. I get exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. I just, there's so much, one of the big ones, and you know, I, I'm an MCU fan for sure, but I think Sony, when, you know, this Into the Spider-Verse movie that they've got coming out, the animated one with all the different spider people, um, looks like a really cool movie. Mm-hmm. Not only from a movie perspective, but from a comic fan's perspective. And that's something that I that really got to me especially when i was putting up that article was stanley's not going to get to see that it might be it, this could be the best comic accurate spider-man movie we've ever seen yeah i mean but you and he won't get to see that stanley loved sam Raimi's spider-man i mean Stan- he loved he loved seeing his characters transcend oh, the yeah. books that they were in <laughs> but in all reality spider-man the reason he can say that about pretty much probably every, even probably Amazing Spider-Man 2, which we can well, all pretty mm, much agree is a terrible film. Or Spider-Man 3. But Stan oh, Lee. You shut your face. But Stan you know Lee bad. loved Spider-Man so much as, you know, his favorite creation that it didn't matter that the movie was terrible. Stan Lee was just excited that Spider-Man was in a movie. And let's not forget, <laughs> I mean, he got to be, be, he did get to be in the best Spider-Man adaptation with the, with the cartoon. So he's good. Yes, he's that's good. true. I mean, yeah, he, he did. He actually got to play himself in that cartoon. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I, 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 I'm not dead. So, but I don't think you can look at the end of your clearly. life. Clearly, clearly. You know uh, what? If you're listening to this in the future and you found out Roger Wayne has died, we are sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I sorry for your loss. You can't say blanket statements like that, bro. <laughs> you motherfucker. I'm not dead. You just ruined some asshole's day. It's gonna crash on the way home. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you just all right. All right, Mother Jason. You went from being a saint to fucking killing off Roger. Don't say things things like that. Why are you saying something like that? At this moment, I am not dead. I don't think. As we record this. I don't think I could look back at the end of my life, whenever it may be. It could be in five minutes on the way home, or it could be hopefully many, many years down the road. I don't think I could look at the end of my life and look back and not feel that, uh, uh, like, just an overwhelming pride at what I accomplished if I accomplished a tenth of the things that that man had accomplished for this world. 
he got us talking. He got us reading. A lot of my friends had learned to read because of Spider-Man. They saw the pictures. They wanted to know what the word said. He got us reading. He got us engaged. I definitely in continuing started reading story. more books after I became a comic reader. Yeah. More yeah. actual books. <laughs> he was, a lot of times you look at, like, like you watch growing up in the 80s and 90s, you watch sitcoms for your TV dads. But when you read your comics, you got those, you got the right and wrong. He guided the generation on what was right and what was wrong. And at the end of the day, like I said, he drew funny books that everyone loved. Multiple generations at that. Yeah. I, I've also, I mean, to, to yes, it is tragic and everything, but to make a to make a little more light of, you know, the situation. Like we haven't been doing that all episode. Well, I, you know, we, we kind of had a little sad note there, right? You know, but there's a couple of videos that have been popping up that I think are just fantastic. And one of the one, one of them that I've seen a few times on Facebook since all this happened is when... Jordan Peele was playing Stan Lee in a Key and Peele sketch. Okay. And it's fantastic. I mean, you, you look it up, right? Like, it's it's so fantastic. Um, and he's basically comes to a meeting of the board of directors at Marvel and starts pitching terrible character ideas to them that he thinks are awesome. And he's Stan Lee, and they don't want to tell him, like, that's bad, Stan. We can't, <laughs> we can't do that. And it's a really, really, not only is it really just a funny <laughs> sketch, but... It comes from a place of love. I mean, Jordan Peele is one of the biggest nerds working in Hollywood today. Well, <laughs> also on a, on a more personal note, taking away from him writing Spider Man and creating these characters, Stanley lived a love life. Like he was married with his wife for seventy nine years before seventy six before she passed. Yeah, he was. She not, also got in a couple of cameos. Yeah, she was not like like his personal life. His his he lived a life. A lot of us just. You can only hope for right. Yeah. You take the money and the fame away. Yeah, you have your sweetheart. He had just he had his, that one person right there through thick and thin. I I can't. I mean, she was in the the uh, X Men, the Last Stand cameo for him, or no X Men Apocalypse. Mm, that was a bad movie. It's not a terrible movie. It is a bad movie. It's not a great movie. That's all right. We don't we don't need to talk about is, that. Point is, the, there's a moment where Apocalypse is deactivating all the <laughs> nuclear weapons on the planet. Right. Right. But the first thing he does is fire them all off into space. And from a normal person's perspective, you'd think, oh, my God, this is the end of the world now. Right. Look at all the nuclear bombs. We're all going to die. And Stan Lee is standing there with, you know, his movie wife, who is actually his, by his actual wife. Yeah. Um, <laughs> watching the nuclear. And you can see them reflecting in his sunglasses because he always wore those sunglasses. Because he's fucking awesome. Because he's Stan the man Lee. <laughs> I'm debating buying he, some glasses like that just so I can the, be more like Stan Lee. He bought one pair of those glasses that in 1967 it. and just wore them the entire time. He's like, yeah, these look good. Yep, I'm in. Uh, I guess the best way to end it is something we haven't talked about. What was your favorite Stan Lee cameo? Wow, that's uh, there's a lot of them. That's I know what mine is, hands, hands down. Mine's probably Deadpool. I seen him in the strip club. Damn it, you stole mine. <laughs> I mean, that's... in all reality, that was not only not only was that one of my favorites because it's hilarious to see Stan Lee announcing the next stripper that's going to come <laughs> yes. on stage. Yes, but after he filmed that, he was he was being interviewed about his you know his cameo, and he said they actually put me in a strip club. There was actually naked women walking around. <laughs> I was just like, this guy's the best, man. Like. <laughs> Uh, so I guess Deadpool. Well, Deadpool was mine, but since this motherfucker over here <laughs> hey, pulled that shit, um, waited too long. I actually really like the uh, "Shut Up, Stanley" in Deadpool too. Love yeah, it. Yeah, it was yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Um, Mallrats. Oh my god, his Mallrats cameo! The life advice that he gives in it. Like, well, the, uh, the best is that Jason Lee doesn't realize it at first. Right. He's like, yeah, right. he's like, holy shit, Stanley! You're nice Stanley. <laughs> You know, yeah, and that and that moment, like, like just hearing him, like, like him give his love life, and 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 then at the end, walking up to Brody, going, "Yeah, so I just spun a tail of Spider Man. It's awesome." And you see Stanley loving talking about, like, it, it summed up Stanley perfectly to me. It was love, love your life, love your wife, love your work, and in that cameo, he showed all three. Yeah. Never mind. Anybody know what his first comic property cameo was? Which one? No. No. Trial of the Incredible Hulk. With Interesting. Oh, the, the, the TV movie. He was on the jury. Was he? Mm -hmm. That's funny. Doesn't that, doesn't that have, <laughs> have Matt Murdock in it? 
Uh, no, that was the movie after it. Okay. The movie after it had Thor and Daredevil in it. Yeah, that was a really bad costume. <laughs> it was. It was so bad. Was Captain looked, America in it, Thor too? Thor just looked like a bad Viking. Oh, my God, did he? <laughs> was uh. it, isn't that the one with Cap in a, bi- in a no, fucking motorcycle? No, that's that? actually a that's movie. That's actually a movie. That oh, they made. There's two okay. of them. Yeah. There's two of those no, okay. movies. There's Captain America and Return of Captain, Captain America. America. Yeah, there's two of them. And Red Skull looks like... Looks like a bad that movie. You know what? Styrofoam made costume. There were moments where we didn't know if Marvel was gonna make it, and that right there, guys. If you wanna, if you wanna watch a movie that acts as birth control, (laughs) (laughs) like you don't wanna get laid, fucking turn that shit on when that lady comes over and. uh... The best, the best is just someone talking about that Captain America movie. In that movie, I think it was like an honest trailer I was watching, but in that movie, Captain America actually tricks people into letting him steal their cars by pretending to be sick. And he like gets out of the car like he's gonna throw up, and then when the person comes out to check on him, he just like steals their car and drives away. <laughs> <laughs> True justice in the American I'm way. He does it twice in the same movie. <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck wrote that? Roger Corman. No, I don't know. I want, I want no, know he did Fantastic Four. I want to yeah, know who the fuck terrible, signed off on four. that. Marvel. No. So you're sitting there, okay? No. no this comes no. across your desk. Also, Captain America steals car. Okay. Yeah. Also, he has fake ears. Yeah. So they did this thing with the with the the head thing that he wears, yeah. where instead of just covering up his ears, which why wouldn't you? Yeah. Or cutting the mask to have his actual ears exposed, they decided to put fake, yeah. very obviously fake plastic yeah. ears on the outside of him. It was better. It was a different time. They didn't know how to make comic book movies. All it was, was better to hear you. Well, with my before ears. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came out in theaters, <laughs> these movies were not the Those best. Those Captain America movies never debuted in theaters. No, but we're they talking were about straight to video. But they, they came out before. Before, (laughs) I I think the worst. Okay, here we go, real quickly. Round up, round table. This will be the last one. Worst Marvel property outside of comics. Like, like talking about bat, like the Captain America movies. What is the worst thing Marvel has done outside of comics? Fantastic Four. Which one? The first one with Roger Cormack or are the? (laughs) Although to be fair, the most recent one was pretty (laughs) terrible too. But no, because that movie. They only made that movie to hold on to the rights. Yes, they did. And it never saw the light of day. It never even got a release. Uh, it, well, it's out on YouTube. It's in the YouTube. But no, lands. like it, it. They were copies of it, but no one. They never put them in stores. They never sold that ever. Right. And the only reason it exists today is because of fans who have put it together online and pieced it all together and are saying, and "Here's your fantastic." It's movie. not good. Fans are brilliant. Chris, um, good. so. Okay, years ago, this is right after the Disney buyout happened. Right. If you take my idea, I'm gonna stab you. I went into a Toys R Us. That was still a thing. And it's coming back. I, it's supposed it's to. Um so I go into a Toys R Us and there is a Mickey Mouse Spider Man. And I was so fucking pissed <laughs> off by this, I cannot even begin to express my frustration. <clears throat> I took a picture of it and I, I uh I was like, Disney needs to fucking stop. I wanted Disney to shut down at that point. I was so fucking <laughs> I was distraught. That was the biggest piece of oh, shit outside of uh, comics that I think I've seen. I got, I'm got. i going to cheat. I got two, but they're both tied into each other. One, Dolph Lundgren Punisher movie. Ugh. It was bad. Two. It was a good 80s action movie. It was a good it 80s was a action movie. Punisher it was a bad Punisher movie. movie. <laughs> two, the one that actually was the worst, Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. with oh, David with Hasselhoff. 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 Damn, Playing right. Fury. Yes. David oh. Hasselhoff is a good Nick Fury, though. <laughs> no, he's Get not. Get the fuck out of here. No, he's Look not. At him. Look he got at nothing him. on Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> no, I mean... Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, if they had, if they allowed Hasselhoff to actually go off like like Sammy J does in these movies, maybe. I I, I think. See, I think he first has, of all, he's never uttered the phrase "motherfucker." I understand because it's Disney, and he never will. He because uh, uh, it's Disney. He said "mother" f- before well, he we, before he it got doesn't matter. powdered. He knew what he was gonna say, fucker. But it doesn't matter. You can't. They won't ever let him say that on screen because this is Disney. We're talking about here, guys. You know, fuck you for not letting him finish the sentence. You. Cox. Did I will say this. See no, that, hold on, that. real quick. We give, we give the mouse a lot of shit, but the mouse produced NYPD Blue, and that was the first TV show network TV to drop the S bomb and have nudity and have nudity on network television. So yeah. Disney will mostly. It was just Dennis. Franz's it was Dennis Franz's ass. ass. Just, uh, 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 but every uh, now and again, you got some like side boob. You know, you remember seeing side boob on TV when I know. you were a kid? I know. It blew my mind. I still get excited when I see side boob. I'm like, hey, it's side boob. You know what's on? You know what's on the other side of that boob? More boob. My my wife though she showed me something last night and yeah, it was let's talk about the slow down. It was hot. literally, it was literally a picture of someone who had made Stan Lee look like he had turned to dust. 
uh, I saw Infinity that. War, and I was, I, I didn't react to it because I was not having the greatest night, but it didn't matter. The point was, she thought it was too soon, and in all reality, it probably was because he just died. Um, but it's, I, I think, it's such a good tribute to where we are with the movies and the fact that Stan Lee died. There was two that got me. One was Stan Lee standing at the gate of heaven and the light shining down on him and said, you did a pretty good job creating a universe as your yeah. own. Yeah. And then the other one was Thanos. Joe Moore posted that yeah, one. Yeah, Joe Moore posted yeah. Thanos standing in front of Stan Lee's grave going, I only meant for half the universe. I didn't mean for it all. Can I use a time stone to bring you back? Right. And like, I was like, God damn it. Yeah. I just keep, I, I, uh, I've listened to a bunch of interview clips and stuff like that. And you hear his voice and- that honestly, that gets me more stoked than anything. The man was always, even even in his declining health, the man was always excited to talk comics. When he had this awesome radio voice that none of us have. Yeah, he was just the man. I mean, the man, I don't just, have a radio voice. I can tell you that. No, and no, no, he sounded awesome all the time. And like you listen to us talk, and it's like listen to these freaking idiots. <laughs> like the man, he he just oozed charisma. Yeah, like just. I don't he know did. if it was in the hair gel he used or those special sunglasses he or bought the in the 70s. Mustache. Or the fucking porn stash. That motherfucker just oozed charisma. How many people remember when Stanley had a beard? Oh, I oh, yeah. He had yeah. it in Mallrats, didn't he? Did he have the beard in Mallrats? I think he had the whole beard in Mallrats. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. I just remember Stanley had a beard for a while and he looked awesome with a beard, too. Stanley just always looked awesome. <laughs> awesome. I posted that, that little small snippet from that cutscene in Spider Man. The Spider-Man video game, yeah, where he I got that. where he got his cameo. He got a cameo in the video game. Yeah, as, yeah he had the full beard and mall rats. Okay, I thought so. As Mick, the guy who owns the restaurant that Spider-Man and, or Peter and Mary Jane used to go on dates. Yeah, and it's just such a good moment because the what I tagged it with was they really were because in that he just says. It's great to see you back together again. You two always were my favorites. Aww. And I was like, this sums it up more than anything because Spider-Man, he always said Spider-Man was one of his greatest creations. Yeah. This is one of the greatest things he gave to the world was this little kid with spider powers. Isn't that funny? And I just, that, the very, even way back when I first saw that, when the game first came out months ago, and I first saw that cameo, it brought a tear to my eye. I... Because it's beautiful. This is the last thing. And he's thing. rendered perfectly. Last thing I'm going to say. Uh, we've talked a lot about what Stanley has given us. He's given us Spider-Man. He's given us great comics. Hope. Uh, he's given us hope. Sp- <laughs> St- no, but but Stanley truly has given us the gift to dream. And one of the greatest things he said was, uh, follow what you do, make it what you do, and love what you do. And he's given us, everyone, that drive. And that's something that, only one out of every billion people can do. Yeah, I mean, he's quoted as saying in that interview he did with um, Kevin Smith, don't ever let anybody make you feel bad for pursuing your dreams. Right. And that's just, I think that is what we should take away more than he gave us a web slinger or he gave us mutants. Yeah. The man the man truly gave us a reason to follow our dreams. Gave you the path. Yeah, I mean, the reaching higher. Don't let people make you feel bad. Because you dream. Because Stanley's living well. <laughs> God damn it, Jason! <laughs> it's a it's a phrase. It's, it's, it's an idiom. Stanley's legacy proof. is living proof. He said Stanley's, it's an idiom. You're an idiot for saying no. <laughs> Stanley's legacy is living proof that you can do what you dream and it works, and you'll be happy and you'll have a good life, even when you can't pay the bills. Because there were many times he couldn't. Yeah, Stan Lee was still part of the company when they almost went bankrupt. Yeah. He had the most to lose from that. <laughs> it was his company. <laughs> I mean, there was, you know, other people in charge of it at that point, but I think he was still CFO at that time. Because <laughs> he was the CFO for a while yeah. after the fact, yeah. once the company became a thing. Well, then, should, should we end it there? I think. I think, dare, I think. dare to dream? Dare to dream. All right, guys. Um, Just we're, stay we're gonna, we're No. No, we're going to sign it off right for Stan. Excelsior. Excelsior. Bye, true believers. <laughs>